Hi, in this episode of The Secret Source, I'm interviewing Jesse from Frontdesk. Frontdesk managed to successfully shift their Masterly's uh, model uh, in, uh, in 2020, and, uh, and they're now represented in 32 cities in the US, and, uh, and they have 600 rentals, but they're aggressively looking to grow to 1,500 rentals, and these are urban apartments. So Jesse is full of knowledge around how to run an urban apartment property management company. Uh, they've built everything in terms of technology, all the operations. The only two things they outsource is channel management <clears throat> and, uh, and laundry. <laughs> so um, very well, very well worth, sorry, um, uh, listening to this episode. I think you will, you will really enjoy it. He is, uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a great leader. So thank you and see you on the other side. Hi, and welcome to this episode of The Secret Source. I am so excited to have Jesse from Frontdesk uh, on the show. Uh, Frontdesk is a property management company in the US in no less than 32 cities. They have 600 properties is the latest number. Currently, they're number 47 on the top 50 of the vacation rental, largest property managers in the vacation rental in the world. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm so happy to have you here and to ask you all the questions around business strategy and marketing. Uh, thanks so much for being here. And let's launch ourselves straight into it. No small talk. Um, please tell us briefly what you were doing before a front desk and about your current position at front desk. Yeah. That's great. I hate small talk too. Um, first of all, thank you for having me on the podcast. It's an honor to be here, a huge fan. Uh, and, and you've had some great people here. So uh, certainly humbled and honored to be here. Um, before Front Desk, I was uh, building uh, enterprise building automation systems, uh, working in travel tech. So starting in uh, aerospace, doing uh, connected uh, cabins in, uh, in private jets, uh, then went to uh, work in hotels doing uh, IOT and, and smart, uh, smart thermostats uh, and building guest room automation systems um, in major hotel chains across the country. So we were doing the you know, keyless entry before it was, uh, before it was cool this year uh, in, in the hospitality world. So uh, one of the first companies to do uh, uh, Alexa turn down the temperature uh, with the smart thermostat systems. Uh, and so uh, yeah, had a, a lot of fun working with a lot of smart engineers, uh, smarter than myself on the, uh, the, the technology, but building really cool products. Um, and, then, uh, and then a partner of mine, uh, somebody who recently sold his company uh, that I worked with in the past, uh, uh, went, went for a, a year-long travel across the, the world with his wife and came to really fall in love with the, uh, the vacation rental experience. And so we, we thought between the uh, the the real pain point uh, that he experienced and the uh, technology automation uh, experience that I brought, um, we could kind of marry the two and, and bring the industry uh, some really great technology. That's great. So we're going to talk about technology later. Um, I'm very curious if you built smart home devices for all your homes, but don't tell me now. <laughs> um, so what is the front desk brand for those that don't know it? Uh, who do you, who what do you stand for and who are your customers? Yeah, so we, like many people in the space right now, are uh, building a, a leading uh, next generation hospitality brand. So uh, for, for starters, we feel that 
the uh, major brands, the, the Marriott's, Hilton's, Hyatt's, uh, that we all have come to, to know and love over the past century uh, were built a century ago. And, and it's, uh, we feel that uh, many billion dollar brands in the uh, hospitality space will be born in, in the, the coming decade, uh, largely coming from the short-term rental space. So front desk, enter front desk. So we are reinventing the way that the, today's consumers live, work and travel. Um, it's no doubt that the, the, the pandemic of 2020 uh, had really shifted the way that people think about where they live, how they travel, and where they work. Uh, and it's sort of all blending together. This, this awful term called bleisure uh, is, is really, uh, uh, we need a better term for it, but it's what exists today. The bleisure market is, is heating up. People uh, don't know whether they're staying with us to work or staying with us to live. So really, who we aim to serve uh, are the today's consumers um, who are uh, not just traveling two weeks a year, but, but maybe living a life of adventure while holding down a career from uh, you know, a remote destination across the country. Uh, front Desk aims to serve that next generation of uh, travel consumer. Great, so that means cities, urban apartments, uh, as we would say. Urban apartments, yep. So our niche is urban apartments. Uh, we, have, we operate in the most urban apartments in the United States uh, of any other operator, 150 different uh, communities. Um, and it gives us the most variety for our, uh, for our travelers. So what our brand cares a lot about is uh, consistency, but also um, variety. Uh, people, uh, of course, in the vacation rental uh, space care about uh, authentic experiences and unique experiences, but they also wanna be in control of where they stay, when they stay, how they get in. Uh, and so uh, offering incredible variety but still with the consistency of, of a, a well-recognized and reputable hospitality brand um, to, to keep everything together uh, is, is key to our consumers. So um, let's talk about the brand. How, how do you make sure that there is consistency? Is there visual consistency between the apartments? How do you manage to do that? Or is Subtle visual consistency, yeah. So um, we, we people don't stay with us because they want to see the same. Uh, I got a yellow couch behind me in this uh, virtual backdrop. Um, they want to see splashes of elements that they they come to know and love. Things like the bed, things like the couch. They want to know that it's consistent, uh, whether they stay with us in Ames, Iowa, uh, or Atlanta, Georgia, um, right? But the they people travel with us not to stay in our unit. They travel with us to go explore the, the city that they're, we just happen to be where they sleep at night. So they wanna soak in the authentic experience of that culture, um, everything from the neighborhood that we're in, not the downtown central business districts, although we often are there, um, but also the off beaten path, up and coming trendy neighborhoods with the really good, uh, good sushi uh, and, and good um, microbrews. And so what we aim to do is connect our consumers with a consistent experience that uh, that doesn't take that where the front desk brand doesn't take away from their trip. We want them to above all enjoy being where they're traveling to, um, and see us uh, and our units as a safe space to uh, to kind of call home base to come back to at night. So 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 location is very important, I imagine. And uh, and so you get a lot of uh, repeat visitors. Then do, do people we do we do. Um, 
we uh, year over year, our repeat uh, business is growing about 4x uh, every year. So uh, we're, we're, we've hosted over 200,000 guests uh, over the past four and a half years. Um, and most of those guests, uh, are, many of those guests are, are coming back to repeat uh, book with us. I, I want to touch on an earlier point you, you asked too about how do you maintain that consistency. Um, the vertically integrated nature of our business model uh, ensures that consistency. Uh, and so the design is not consistent. The apartments are not consistent, but the experience is consistent. Um, everything in, at front desk from the technology, and we have our own in-house PMS that's proprietary and unique to our every stay, um, all the way to the housekeeping. We W2 hire all of our uh, all of our cleaners and city managers. So you're never going to walk into a front desk unit that wasn't touched by a fully trained, uh, fully screened, fully um, uh, uh, compliant type of uh, uh, housekeeping. So you 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 employ you, you said you employ how many people you employ? Uh, we have over 180 very talented employees across the country. Wow! Congratulations, that's amazing. Um, okay, so so you you lease all those uh, units? Is this uh, something you can let me tell me? Or? Not anymore. Okay. <laughs> so uh, uh, I think one of your questions that I'll jump ahead to is what were one of your uh, things that you would do differently, knowing now what you know that you wouldn't yes, do in the yeah, past. Yeah, the biggest um, mistake I was going to ask. The biggest mistake. <laughs> Thank you. That's right. Yeah, the biggest mistake um, I would say was not pivoting away from the master lease model quick enough. We, we ended up, it ended up working out for us. It was a very uh, difficult year. Uh, we had to lay off about 16% of our staff, about 35 employees um, back in April. Um, very difficult business decisions we had to make to pivot. Uh, we ended up pivoting um, our inventory from master leases to asset light management agreements. And so um, that we fortunately were starting to do that pre-pandemic. Um, our, our first rev share units were signed uh, back in, in, in January, February. And that was a big push for us is to, to pivot our inventory even before the pandemic. Uh, we saw the writings on the wall with some of the WeWork IPO uh, and the other failed master leasing companies uh, laying off their employees where uh, we tried to get ahead of it. And uh, you know, if I had a crystal ball, we would have started that process six months ago uh, and made a much easier 2020, but here we are. We're fortunate and, and um, very grateful to be here and to be um, now a uh, you know, management platform and a management operator versus a master leasing company. Um, I think the master leasing model is important to get uh, your work name out there, to get to scale. Uh, it's it's an easy way to scale, uh, especially if you don't have any uh, proven track record with the property owners um, that you're partnering with. But uh, you, you know, leaning on it for too long. Uh, once you've established that reputation, where uh, you can uh, you can show case studies why your uh, you, why why the owner will get more in the long run through a rev share payout versus a master lease, and actually convince them of that. Um, I, I think that's where businesses like ours, the urban operators, uh, need to start thinking in terms of pivoting their models. Uh, to uh, you never know when the next black swan event is going to come uh, and and it's important to to build a an anti-fragile business that can thrive in both downturns and upturns um, we, we know travel is uh, definitely not short of uh, turbulence so 
building a business model that uh, is conducive to turbulence is, is core to uh, sustainability. Very good. I agree to that uh, very much so. Same in the tech world, if I may add. Uh, it's good to be financially stable. Um, so you talked about scaling. So you say it's going to be harder to scale. So how are you planning to scale? Well, it's harder to scale uh, without doing leases if you're starting out. Um, for us, we're confident that uh, we're already starting to turn back on the growth engine. We're preparing for you know, what many people are calling the, the great travel uh, uh, rebound of 2021. Uh, we're starting to see bookings just pour in for the summer. Uh, more and more good news is coming every day with the um, with the vaccine uh, rollout and effectiveness. That um, we're, we're, we have a pretty positive outlook of of the future of, of travel. So we've already started to uh, rebound. Uh, you know, a couple of months ago. So um, for us, scaling looks like uh, more cities, more units, more properties. Um, but first, uh, more talented employees. And so uh, we're, we're always hiring and uh, I'll give this as my shameless plug that we love hiring people from within the industry. Um, and, and we have a, a variety of roles out there in the United States, uh, especially remote roles. Um, but uh, we're, we're uh, 2021 in a lot of senses for front desk is gonna look a lot like 2019. Uh, we're, we have 600 units today. We're planning to close up the year at 1500 units. Um, it's, it's starting to look back to normal, which for us, normal means very aggressive growth. Um, despite being management agreements, uh, we, we actually think that that's just a, a side effect of, of uh, that's just a, a small part of our business. Overall, the growth uh, is, is going to be uh, very aggressive this year. Love it, love it. So I'm going to have to move you up the top 50 by come October, because that's when I do the list. <laughs> Looking forward to that. <laughs> Tough competition out there. Um, so we talked about scaling in the brand. Um, let's talk about technology, which is uh, obviously one of my favorite topics. Um, you said you built your own in-house PMS, so we know this now. What else have you built? Have you built all this smart home tech for your own uh, units? Yeah, I love talking about tech uh, as well, Vanessa. So um, you, you gave me a good topic here. Um, we've been, tech has been in our DNA since day one. Every problem we see is an opportunity to automate. Uh, I think there's a quote that says, systemize the uh, predictable so you can humanize the exceptional. Um, and for us, that looks a lot like um, constantly learning and constantly improving our tech stack. And so the PMS is the core to that. We call it Front Desk Flex, frontdeskflex.com. Uh, offering it for um, uh, you know third-party property managers as well, um, uh, but the uh, core of what we do is is the uh, the property management system. The bolt-ons, where what makes us unique, um, are are some of those bolt-ons. And so uh, we um, within the, our PMS we have uh, a guest portals um, uh, tool. We have uh, revenue management and pricing tool. We we constantly are testing against uh, the competition out there and overperforming. Uh, by you know, 10 to 15% uh, because we're so targeted on our, our specific geographies. Um, these pricing and uh, revenue management tools are trying to serve the broader population of, of thousands of, of countries or cities, um, whereas we only have 32 cities to target on. So revenue management, guest portals, uh, data analytics and reporting tools, um, uh, trust and safety is a big thing for us. So as you can imagine, being in apartment communities, 
um, we, we have a much different way of operating. Uh, we not only do we share communities with our neighbors, we share walls with our neighbors and common spaces with our neighbors. And so, and these are mixed use communities. We're not taking out uh, uh, units in the entire building like some of our competitors. We're, we're doing four units, five units on average per building. Um, so we can provide that variety. So for, for us, being a good neighbor is, is literally one of our core values, um, but it's something that is key to the success of our business. If, if we aren't uh, loved by our neighbors um, and seen as an asset to the apartment communities that we serve, um, then it's not gonna be a long road for us uh, in this industry in the urban apartment space. And so trust and safety tech for us is just far more important than I think the average vacation rental uh, beach home type of uh, tech platform. And so um, that involves fraud prevention, ID verification, um, uh, a back, criminal background screening uh, to the same levels as these apartment communities and the multifamily apartment industry are required um, to perform on their uh, tenants for, for long-term rental use. Even if it's a one night stay, even if somebody's booking and getting their access code within an hour, we have to, um, we have to get that guest in and out of that reservation, um, uh, you know, within minutes, um, with full compliance and full assurance that it's not a bad actor. So, um, noise monitoring, access control is a big one. Making sure, again, we're only providing the right codes to the right guests, um, and uh, and and guests risk scoring as well. With over two hundred thousand guests, we've seen that you know half a percent of our guests um, don't follow the rules, to put it nicely. So. Uh, we, we take, uh, you know, remediative action uh, there and ensure that, you know, that those guests are, are never booking in our units again. And so um, uh, everything related to uh, uh, trust and safety is important for us and really unique to our property management system compared to, uh, you know, the average systems on the market. Um, but the, the most important, uh, you know, part of our tech stack, uh, you know, is really that revenue management channel distribution um, and, uh, um, and data analytics uh, kind of tool set. Uh, so the combination of, you know, listing on the right channels and optimizing the right pricing and uh, offering the right discounts on the right channels um, uh, and, and having a holistic view of how all of those different channels inter interact um, is really core to, you know, what, what allows us to overperform the market by, by 15 to 20%. Uh, in the exact same type of properties, so that that's the core part of our tech stack that we've uh, that we've built out. Any third party tools? Well, Rentals United, of course. So uh, one yeah. business we're not Clearly. in is the channel management <laughs> business, uh, and uh, uh, don't know if we ever have an intention to get in the channel management business. Um, uh, other than that, uh, really, we are we pride ourselves in vertically integrating just about every aspect of our. Uh, of our business. We, we feel that end-to-end uh, -end experience is just key for the overall guest experience. Um, our net promoter score is 72, um, highest in the industry uh, as far as we're, we're aware. Um, and so to do that, we really need to keep control of uh, every touch point that that guest or that even that neighbor or property manager in the community interacts with. So um, channel management and laundry are really the only two pieces of our business that, that we, uh, we outsource. We obviously don't own any of our properties. So I guess you could say real estate as well. Uh, but beyond that, we're, we're taking uh, just about everything else in that supply chain. And so NPS is one of your most important KPIs? It is. 
Yeah, we, we've been measuring ourselves on OTA ratings uh, for long and, and we've recently reconciled that uh, so we can unify all the different uh, scores we're getting from various channels anywhere somebody can review us. Um, and so, uh, yeah, we were proud when we, we ran the numbers the past two quarters, our NPS has been 72. Um, I think Sonder was 71, uh, hotel industry average is 41. Uh, so we're incredibly proud of that. And, and it's just a real testament to the, uh, you know, very talented people on our team that, that just care deeply about uh, our, the, the guests and, and their experience with us. Congrats, congrats to them. Yes, absolutely. And um, so we touched on, you touched on distribution very shortly and we're, we're very proud to be able to help you with this. Uh, but how do, you, how do you choose your channels? How do you, how do you decide well, this is a channel that could be interesting, interesting for us. Yeah, so I think like a lot of your past guests, um, less is more would be my answer here. Uh, we're not in the business of the long tail here with channels. Every channel just has so much nuance. Um, it's really one of those uh, type of life events where the more you know, the more you realize you don't know uh, in terms of how to play on, uh, well on any channel. And so obviously the top, uh, we're focused on the top five. So you know, Airbnb, VRBO, Expedia, Booking.com. Um, uh, we're also getting uh, more exposure on uh, some of the uh, traditional you know, media sites, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Google, um, but also uh, um, I would say the most promising channels are really more of the inbound channels where some of the the top uh, hotel chains in the in the world have, you know, reached out to us and, and said that you know we we love the guest experience you offer with your ver vertically integrated, uh, you know, management platform. Uh, we you know we we'd love to list your inventory. So uh, by you know within the next six months we should have some exciting uh, news uh, in terms of uh, two two new um, more traditional hotel channels uh, that that, uh, that that we can't wait to report on. Sounds great. Sounds great. Um, wonderful. So your thoughts on the future? We've just been through a really tough year. Um, but what's we talked about, you talked about revenge travel, you're going to grow massively. Any other thoughts that you'd like to share with us? Um, yeah, it, it's, uh, uh, you always feel like, a uh, feel like an idiot when you try to predict uh, in, uh, in the these times, uh, ever since 2020. So, uh, at the risk of uh, sounding like an idiot, uh, it is fun to predict on the future. I I am optimistic on uh, on the future of travel. Um, I do believe that you know hospitality is is in the middle of a major seismic shift um, between the work from home movement and the uh, the the flock away from uh, uh, hotels and toward short term rentals. Uh, in the midst of the pandemic that will likely be sticky after. Um, but also, you know, Airbnb's rise, their IPO, their brand recognition, um, really propelling this industry forward um, are, are all just incredible tailwinds for, uh, you know, creating that space and that vacuum in the hospitality world for the next generation brands to rise up. Um, and we don't think there's going to be one. We think there's going to be many. Uh, think of all the hotel chains that were created in the last century. Um, and so it's really an exciting time to be in travel. Um, I will say that the cause for the most optimism that we have um, is not just the pent up demand. Obviously there's a ton of pent up demand, 
um, out there right now, and everybody's starting to look at their their summer to to get a um, uh, you know once they get vaccinated and uh, get back out in the world. Um, but more importantly, what we think is this work from home shift is going to just we think it's far underestimated what kind of impact this is going to have on travel. Um, this could be the next biggest boom we travel has ever seen in the past century. Um, just think of uh, the ability to travel not just two weeks a year when you're on your vacation, at least in the in the um, in America, you know, we, we tend to take short vacations throughout the year. So two weeks a year is what we plan on. Um, now you can travel 52 weeks a year. You're not you're not tethered to your cubicle. Uh, and that just opens up opportunity for for travel. So really, we see that that we think there's going to be a massive convergence between how we live and how we travel uh, and and companies like uh, Daydream Apartments or some of these, um, I think Nito back when they were they were going, uh, somebody else is going to pick up the throne on on the uh, uh, short-term rental apartment communities, uh, the ability to hop and travel like a nomad um, and not have to pay for your apartment rent and your hotel stay, but it's actually all one budget uh, in, in your fin personal finances. It is just, there's tons of opportunity for subscription-based travel like that. And, uh, it gives us real cause for uh, excitement. Um, and, and we definitely need some uh, excitement after the year we've been through, but uh, I think still think it's underestimated today how impactful work from home is going to be for the future of this industry. Thank you. I love listening to you. Uh, uh, thank you for all these thoughts. And I, I agree. I agree on, on everything you just said. So wonderful. Thank you. Thank you for sharing uh, your ideas uh, on the future. So to finish this interview, which was most interesting, I knew it was going to be, um, I'd like to do a quick true false. And the idea is that I, I say a statement and you then say true or false. And, uh, and yeah, I'm collecting these from all my interviews and then we, we're going to do, a, uh, we're going to see, um, you know, the percentages of people said true <laughs> or false. There's no right or wrong answer. It's basically opinion based. So are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Uh, vacation rentals will be the preferred accommodation option for the next two years. False, but close. <laughs> okay. We will not go back to strict cancellation policies. Um, also false. Uh, there's a lot of people in that we. Okay. You already gone back to strict cancellation policy yourself? No, we never were strict. We were always okay. flexible, but um, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure there will be, I'm, I'm getting way too mechanical here with this. Uh, I'm sure there will be those going back to strict, not us. Okay. Um, Google will become the only OTA. False. Enterprise level revenue management will be a must for all business sizes to survive. Mm. Um, depends on when. <laughs> uh, eventually, probably, but uh, in the near term, uh, I, I think it still weighs out. Okay. I think it's going to be vital for being competitive, uh, but uh, for survival, that's that's a strong word. So I, I will I'll say false. Okay, thank you. Uh, Short-term rental managers will need to also think like letting agents and offer short, mid, and long-term stays. False. 
Uh-huh. Do you offer long-term stays? I, this is a question I would have liked to ask you, actually. Uh, we, we do. Uh, we don't promote them. Uh, our average stay length, uh, even today in, in a COVID time, uh, is about three to four days on average. Um, so we still feel that, uh, you, know, the, you know, it's up 44% year over year. So it's, it's meaningful in terms of the increased length of stay for our bookings. Um, but it's a completely different, uh, completely different economics to uh, do long-term versus short-term. And it takes just a much different business model. So while it's not for us, I'm sure there's, other, uh, there's room for other uh, more niche players out there to offer that midterm stay. Um, it's not a, a lucrative model uh, from what we've seen. Thanks for that. A size matters. Larger units will prevail in 2021 this year. Larger square footage of the units or larger units in the portfolio? Bedrooms, bedroom numbers. So basically oh. being able to go with, a, with your family, with an extended family, as opposed to smaller units. Yes, true. Yes, true. Uh, corporate travel will never come back to previous level levels. True. But I don't think it's gone away forever. No, but it won't come back to previous levels. Okay. And in 2021, we will cheers with a cocktail at a vacation rental event. <laughs> I, I sure <laughs> hope so, Vanessa. I sure too. hope so. Tell me about it. Tell me about it. Are you planning to go to any of the events? There's a VRMA uh, said they were, they're going to do it. Yeah. If it, well, well, we'll see. I'm sort of planning uh, three months at a time here uh, this year. Yes, um, right. but uh, I, I would like to be at the VRMA uh, in uh, North America if I can. Yes, great. Well, if you are, we will definitely cheers. <laughs> Thanks Absolutely. so much. Thanks so much for this, Jesse. It was most interesting. And um, yeah, see you soon. <laughs> Thank you, Vanessa. It was a pleasure Bye. to be here. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Cheers.